The Creepshow Chronicles contains graphic and disturbing content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Sarah, a.k.a. Sam. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to episode 80 of the Creep Show Chronic Olds. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to say it. That's right. Chronic Olds. If you haven't figured it out by now, um, we are Chronic Olds. Um, so what are you smoking today? I, w- I almost said truffle shuffle because of the fucking goonies. <laughs> but it's literally called truffle butter. Oh. <laughs> but honestly, I think they should name it to truffle shuffle. <laughs> truffle shuffle. <laughs> Might be copywritten, I'm not sure. I know. So it's a beautiful day. It's like it close to God. 70 degrees yes. out. Like no more snow. Can it, can it just stay like this until spring? I'm I'm betting we're going to have one more snow. Oh, yeah. Before. You know what I'm saying. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck you. Uh, yep, that's what we get here in the Midwest. We don't get no hurricanes in June. <laughs> we have been hit by a hurricane before, though. We got Hurricane um, Katrina, and then we got uh, Hurricane Sandy. We've had tremors before. Mm-hmm. Well, we did have an earthquake a few years ago. Like an actual really? earthquake. I must have, like, slept <laughs> through that bitch. Because we I were, didn't realize it. I was on, I was sleeping on the couch for whatever reason. And, like, the couch started shaking. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got up and... <laughs> like, sitting there like... <laughs> I got up and ran to mom's room. And mom's bed, like, you know how, like, you can see in the carpet, like, where, like, the indentations where the bed was? Yeah. You could see that it, like, shifted. Like, it, oh the bed moved. And I was like, They're what? From it. I feel fuck? like, I think our house is possessed. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh, wait, everything else is shaking. Oh, no, this is an earthquake. We're okay. Quick, <laughs> I think it was, like, a three-point-something earthquake. It wasn't, like, something that will, like, level the town, but there was damage in Springfield. So, what is one haunted or spooky place that you'd like to visit? Well, actually, the one we'll we'll be talking about today, Stanley Hotel. It's in, uh, do you believe it's called Estes Park, Colorado? Yeah. I would love to go there. Mm -hmm. A haunted place for me, I think, would be the catacombs in France. I would love to go to the catacombs. That would be cool. Um, if you don't know what the catacombs are, I don't, I can't really like explain the skulls it. Skulls and bones, perfectly, all the but way through, baby. It's like a tunnel cave type of thing in France, and it's just filled with skulls and bones and human, human like real bones and skulls. Oh and yeah, it has to be fucking haunted. It has to be. Fuck yeah, I wouldn't want to get lost. But we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back to tell you about the Stanley Hotel. See you back in a bit. In the fall of 1974, writer Stephen King and his wife stopped for the night at an old hotel overlooking the city. Once among the grand dames of the West, the Stanley had fallen on hard times and was a ghost of its former Edwardian era self. That night, the author had a nightmare in which he saw his young son being chased down the hotel's long, empty corridors by a predatorial possessed fire hose and it apparently eating him alive. Holy shit. Yeah. He woke drenched in a sweat and stepped to the balcony to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. By the time he stubbed it out, he worked out the bones of what would become his third novel and first bestseller, The Shining. 
King's Nightmare turned out to be a sweet dream and breath of life for the historic landmark that served as inspiration for the fictional Overlook Hotel. Adaptation directed by Stanley Kubrick and starring Jack Nicholson. That movie, widely considered one of the scariest ever made, plays non-stop on a designated channel at the Upscale Hotel, 90 minutes northwest of Denver. On the night of my stay, I could choose between King's Cinematic Fright Fest or the one playing out a few channels away at the second presidential debate. While I waited for an 8 p.m. show by illusional Aiden Sinclair, followed by a ghost tour through the hotel's darkened corridors, basements, and off-limits areas. Hmm. In paranormal pursuits, as in politics, fear is all about you choose to pay attention to. Stanley is a shining example of how and where to make you look. The Stanley earned a reputation as a paranormal nerve center long before King's arrival at the hotel. Completed in 1909 as an elite 420-room retreat by entrepreneur and inventor F.O. Stanley, co-founder of the Stanley Motor Carriage Company. Hmm. Yeah. During the years since his death in 1940, the apparition of Mr. Stanley reportedly has appeared to guests checking in at the reception desk and claims hold that the phantom of the late Flora Stanley, a pianist, Sometimes can be heard ticketing the ivories in the empty music room. Oh, I know. My grandma's name was Flora. That's pretty. I like that name. While some spots are more spiritually active than others, guests have reported strange occurrences. Shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights, and items moving on their own. In every room on the hotel compound, which includes a century-old lodge and concert hall. In recent decades, the campus has hosted countless paranormal investigations, including by teams from Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures and Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Pros aren't the only ones who get to play here. Overnight visitors opting for the Ghost Adventure package are assigned a room on the infamous fourth floor a pocket-sized electromagnetic field reader and other ghostly craft, including a mug bearing the chilling message, Red Rum. I always tell my tour group I've investigated castles, dungeons, and buildings older than the U.S., and the Stanley is on the top of that list, said Arthur and part-time paranormal investigator Richard Estep. A native of Leicester, England, Estep grew up in reportedly haunted house that never gave up the ghost to him personally, but left him with a spirited passion for the otherworldly. In 20 years of investigating for books and television shows on both sides of the Atlantic, Estep has spent time living in England's oldest witch's prison and a haunted hospital in Utah. And a new TV show covering some of his more intriguing cases is airing Sundays on Destination America. As hauntings go, the hotel is something of a phenomenon. Usually haunted locations have a history with lots of blood and death, but the Stanley doesn't have that. Which often takes people aback, as Step said. They want to know how many deaths have occurred here, and it's about as many as other hotels. Not that many. The location certainly has seen trauma. She ultimately recovered and returned to her job, which she held until her death at age 90. Soon after, the hotel started receiving reports of a spectral chambermaid 
hovering and walking through closed doors in the rebuilt guest quarters. Oh. Unmarried couples sharing a bed complained of an invisible force wedging them apart as they slept. <sighs> and single men woke up to find their bags had been packed and left outside the door. What the fuck? <laughs> I like how it's just the men's bags. Yeah. Get out. Never the woman's. Right. No, out. <laughs> she's, she, apparently she was a very conservative woman. Yeah. Mrs. Wilson does does what she wants to who she wants, a stepson. Erstwhile attic space, records show no child ever died there. Places get ghosts for different reasons, such as tragedy or bloodshed, but also people tend to haunt places where they were very happy during their lifetimes. Yeah. Since we're seeing people coming back because they deeply love this hotel. Generally speaking, wherever you find people, you find ghosts and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Danielle Moon, 11, and her parents travel to Estes Park from Fort Morgan to see the famous elk and hear their loud, distinctive bubbling. They came to the Stanley for some sightseeing of a different nature. Hoping for a paranormal experience, the family set out to wander the hotel when they met a member of the cleaning staff who shared insights about the place's non-corporal guests. She said they don't like vacuums, said Moon, who struck up a conversation with me in the audience before the illusionist show. She leaned in and added an excited stage whisper, the ghosts hate it when vacuums are on so they turn them off. Aiden Sinclair's joined the Stanley as a regular headliner in early 2015 with his show, Illusions of the Past, a theatrical seance. In it, he weaves history and illusion with ghost stories and inspired a changing line of haunted historical artifacts, many of which once belonged to famous early hotel guests. It's all a matter of perception, Sinclair. If you believe in the paranormal and you're holding a key that you know open the gate of the cemetery where the victims of Jack the Ripper are buried, that has power and meaning to you. His goal isn't so much scares, but amazement and backstory so his audience can walk through the lobby after the show and appreciate those who walked there before them. It's a really magical place in that sense where people experience some of the happiest moments of their lives. Weddings, engagements, soldiers back from the war, sitting on the porch drinking whiskey with their friends. An admirer of of escape artist and spiritual debunker Harry Houdini. Sinclair says that like Houdini, he considers himself an open-minded and inquisitive disbeliever, especially after his stint. Okay, I didn't know if they were trying to say stunt working, because, you know, stint working at the hotel. Interesting things happen at the Stanley Hotel, he said, and at a certain point, if all the experiences are the same, when so many witnesses have had the same experience and they've had no contact and don't know one another, that's an intriguing, intriguing thing. Hoaxing is a fireable offense at the Stanley, so if you witness some, something strange, you know who not to blame. Wow. The step is quick to explain that Minnie's ghostly encounters are simply the creaks, ticks, and quirks of the grand lady herself still settling after more than a century atop her Rocky Mountain bedrock. Mm. The first thing to think of is all the old doors and old frames in the hotel. You step on just the right spot, you close the door, he said. The second thing is wind. Other times, rational explanations don't come so easily. It comes as no surprise that the hotel's most requested room, 217, is the one where King stayed on that fateful visit more than 40 years ago, a space that allegedly drove Jim Carrey to flee in the middle of the night 
never to return when the actor was on location filming 1994's Dumb and Dumber. Holy shit. My aunt knows at the Stanley Hotel, though. Damn. Cool. The Stanley's True Ghost Central most notoriously active locale is two floors up, however. When King visited, he supposedly had the run of the empty hotel and wandered up here when it was a wide-open attic stretching from dormer to far dormer, dimly lit and filled with sheet-draped furniture. Today, it holds 25 guest rooms, including mine, room 413, at the peak of the hotel's southwest corner of the views of the front ground. It was after midnight by the time the ghost tour ended, and I made my way back upstairs, past the second floor landing outside room 217, where a group of adults sat cross-legged on the floor, heads bent over, cell phones, cameras, and e. MF meters. They looked up, I nodded, good luck with the ghosts, and continued <laughs> on to my room at the top of the stairs. <laughs> In true historic fashion, the main house of the Stanley is not air conditioned, so first thing I'd done after arriving earlier in the stuffy top floor space was open the windows. Surely a gust through one of them is what swept the door closed behind me with a soul-jarring slam. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Men, wind must be really strong out there, huh? <laughs> and there's certainly a practical and rational explanation why a few minutes later I heard a quiet click and turned to see that that same door slowly opening on an empty hallway. Ooh. As the steps said, it's an old building, no straight lines. I watched a few scenes of The Shining for good measure, killed the TV, and <laughs> must have finally drifted off. That is until a blood curdling shriek ripped me back awake prickling with adrenaline the scream came again echoing through the sleeping valley outside my windows it sounded like a child a child in terror for his life i wonder if stephen king heard the elk too <laughs> so that was i mean i would i would definitely love to go there and visit mm-hmm uh, one of the people that i do know that got to go there he said he didn't experience anything but his wife, like, they were sleeping in the same bed right next to each other, and he didn't experience anything, but then his wife was up all night hearing shit, seeing shit, and he just, he's like, I slept, I had the best sleep I have ever had <laughs> that night. fucker! But... But his wife is over here freaking his, out, and he's but, over here passed yeah. I feel like that's how Pat would do me. Yeah. Is that still passed out? I'm over here freaking, like, ah, oh, baby! What the fuck? If you want to give us some ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to give us ideas for who would win in a battle, uh, you can find us on social media. Instagram and Facebook is The Creep Show Chronicles, and Twitter is The Creep Show 1. Thank you for listening to The Creep Show Chronicles. I'm Sarah Sam. <laughs> and I'm Ashley Stay Creepy. Bye. Bye. resources was or my resource was out there colorado.com